Hey folks, in this episode of the This Week in Photo podcast, I'm sitting down with Nikki Sun. She's a host and a content creator. This is Twitter. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. I am lucky enough to be sitting down with my friend from Southern California, Nikki Sun. Like I said in that intro there, she's a host and a content creator. We're going to dive into what exactly that means. And you know what? Normally during these these episodes, I kind of have an idea of where the show is going to go or what topic I want to kind of land on. But when I talk to Nikki, it's we just meander and it's always compelling it's always interesting and that's what we're going to do in this episode we're going to meander all around the world of technology nikki sun welcome to the show how are you doing hi frederick well let's <laughs> meander <laughs> thank you for that animated gif i'm making an animated gif from that <laughs> there you go you're welcome you're welcome so how are you doing you look great you sound great what's happening Oh my gosh, it's been amazing. I, I mean, honestly, as content creators, we basically work from home. So like nothing's really changed in the, in the past couple right. of years. But um, no, it's great to talk to you. I feel like every time we talk, it's like we have so many projects to catch up on. And then we, again, meander to so yep. many topics. We're like, we should just press record on this because we have so much between you and I, like a wealth of knowledge, connections, resources that I know you and I are very much givers and sharers like yeah we should record this let's, yeah. let's share absolutely absolutely yeah and it, speaking of the sharing i just want to dive right into this so before we started recording you and i were we were meandering and talking about ai and and the sort, sort yeah. of text text to image and mobile content creating and all that so our conversations are extremely nerdy and geeky wonderfully so right and i love that yes. so i would i, I would continue chatted for like an hour before we're like let's record yeah wait weren't we supposed to be doing a show today what's going on? um <laughs> i want to continue that bit about we were just a few minutes ago we were talking about ai or the the text to image sort of phenomena that's happening and how amazing it is for a lot of people and how frightening it is for a lot of content creators and artists that are like okay what do i do now because pretty soon they're going to be able to generate an image that looks photorealistic and it's going to be in layers and i'll be able to you know all this stuff what do you think what it, from from nikki sun the person that's sitting in the middle of all this technology what do you think about this particular thing is it you know, AI or text to image, is it important? Is it a flash in the, plan, the pan or is it where things are headed in the future and we have no idea where we're going? Wow, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. I know breaking it down. I mean, first of down. all, any technology that allows to have a more simplicity or more efficient flow, like I'm a fan of, but we always talk about like ethics of it. And also like, what does that do with like original content creators? Does anybody feel like their job's being threatened? And I really don't side on the pessimistic side of that because anytime a new technology, especially AI is introduced, um, it only opens more opportunities and ideas for how it can be implemented into your daily life. I don't think AI could ever truly replace uh, humans. I mean, we think about it too. When you when you think about blogs, for instance, I see and I get targeted a lot with like, tired of like putting your own blog post together, like hire AI to do it. I've tried these programs before and I give it like a prompt 
but then I press go and it generates like the weirdest text. It feels like <laughs> I'm reading from a, a robot. So I still very much identify with human connection. I'm pretty sure a lot of people do, especially in these panorama times, as I like to call it. It's like we're craving that human connection, right? But I think it really is cool because it unlocks so much more imagination. Like if I'm directing or writing something, I can actually in my mind create this character that is in my mind and implant it to a director or a storyteller in a much more precise way that we've never been able to do it before i wouldn't hire ai to completely take away everything else because you'd be able to essentially create a movie from just your words but there's like this craft and this you know storytelling concept that you need humans to really do that but I don't know. It'd be very interesting. So I think it's too early, but I do see the potential. I do see the power. I check out like Karen Chang's work because she's Mm -hmm. been one of the creators to have early access to these programs. And she did a whole astronaut magazine cover based solely off of AI, which had a lot of creators thinking like, well, as a designer is now my job becoming obsolete. But I really do feel that it only opens the opportunities for what more we can do with what we've been limited to before and it's going to be a question of ethics monetization creative properties and as long as we can get all that and licensing correct like i think it could work hand in hand very well with like future technology for sure yeah yeah there's there's yeah everything i i agree with everything you said but then you you also look i also look forward and i think what industries are going to be most impacted sure i think designers and photographers may be somewhat impacted i don't think a lot because i think the people that may be looking for that kind of imagery would probably be going to microstock in you know those kinds of places instead so i think the microstock houses like adobe stock and you know unsplash.com and all those folks should be scared or at least embracing that technology and adding it to their offering because if i if i'm sitting there and i'm like you know what i need a graphic of a b and c for the thumbnail for this episode and i can't find just the right one what if I could just articulate what I'm looking for and have it pop up or have a bunch of variants of that pop up, right? Or your thumbnails for YouTube videos. Like I need to be Frederick, but holding this product in my hand yes. and I forgot to get it. And it's like, can you imagine? Uh-huh. Oh, that, it's just so crazy. But again, I don't think folks have to worry about being replaced in terms of art because we even see it now with NFTs, right? How we're minting original, original. And if you're, if the idea is if you're going to create a whole line of NFTs, for instance, and it's all AI based, I personally would be like, okay, anybody can kind of create that. I'm going to look back to the original artist because Mm-hmm. That's what I resonate with as a human connection. So, I mean, I kind of am like this too on like NFTs and Bitcoins and stuff because it's just mm-hmm. like I, I still crave human connection. I still crave like this is real to me. I can touch it. I can feel it. It's tangible. And um, I, there's nothing that you can really replace that with. So I don't think folks have to worry about that. And if in a way, it's shifting your mind from scarcity to abundance mindset here. So if you're feeling like your your job is threatened, like you're always going to be that artist. You're original. No one can replace you. AI cannot replace you. So it's just thinking other ways of how your art will be most valued to the world. And no one's going to ever replace you. Not not even AI. And in, in my personal humble opinion. 
Yeah, that's your opinion in 2022 as we record this, right? So yes. I mean, you've, you've, seen, <laughs> you've seen technologies like Descript, right? Descript.com yeah. with, you know, you can edit. I and they love Descript. <laughs> right, I love it too. They have this feature in there called Overdub where you can, I've trained my my copy of Descript to my voice. And I, I when I was testing it the first time, this was an early version of it, I trained it to my voice by reading, I think it had me read the like the first half of the Wizard of Oz or something just so I could get okay. all of my inflection and stuff. And then when it was done, I copy and pasted the Gettysburg address into the app and said, read it as me. And it sounded, I mean, you could tell there were like rough edges in there, sure. but it's it sounded like Robot Frederick. That's what it sounded like back then. Wow. So I'm thinking, so then I start overlaying things. In my, this is how my brain works. I start overlaying. So I'm like, okay, if we're only in, back then it was like 2020 when I first tried it. I'm like, if we're only in 2020 now, um, and you fast forward to 2022, we have this text to speech prompt stuff. We have deep fakes out there. We can no. synthesize a voice. What's the stop? Like in the future, could you see a future where someone could come to you, Nikki Sun, and say, you know what? We, we love what you do. Uh, we want to license we want to license you or your, we want to license your essence and then do whatever the hell we want to do with it, right? So now they have Nikki, they could do a deep fake of Nikki, a deep fake of Nikki's voice. Have you read anything? Have you hold any product using AI? They really just build another Nikki to do anything. Like that could happen, right? That could happen and it's terrifying because I do see TikTok accounts of like deep fakes of Tom Cruise and yeah, I saw deep that. fakes of literally somebody is creating just TikToks utilizing all the deep fakes of celebrities and people are actually thinking it's real. And of course, like if there's no disclaimer, one could think like The Rock actually harmed somebody, you know, mm -hmm, and you're like, that's mm -hmm. bad press and that's BR, but then it's also a deep fake. So it is terrifying. Very, very terrifying. Would I ever license myself? This is me in 2022 saying no, not even for a million dollars because there's so much you can do with my identity and you're stealing that from me. Like it's, it's, it takes away my authentic self. So yeah. I don't know. It has always been a thing of mine that after I do all this media studies and do it, like I do eventually want to teach a course i want to be a professor what i would focus on though is like media ethics sensitivities and like also how do we with great responsibility with great power and technology comes great responsibility so how do we establish that in a time where you can literally create content deep fakes and pass yeah. it off as somebody and you know there's just so many ethical things around that um but there was a science fiction yeah. movie like that. There was a science fiction movie. I think I forget who the the actor in there was. I think it was Glenn Close or someone like that. Um, but mm -hmm. the whole premise of the movie was she was getting older and past her prime and they had a digitized version of her that they wanted to put in a movie instead of the real her. So they were oh. going to, you know, they were like, they were, I, I don't want to give the plot away, but that was the general, that was the general gist of the thing. And then you fast forward to what was it? Two weeks ago, the news came out that James Earl Jones licensed the voice of Darth Vader back to Disney. So now they can continue making Star Wars films, even if he passes away or whatever. They have all what they need to create dialogue, wow. you know, from his voice. Would you do that? Would you just license your voice? You know, I don't know. Let me let me turn it back to you, Fred. Would you? Yeah. Uh, I 
Well, right now, if you ask me right now, well, it, there's a big depends on there, but I'm going to say no yeah. because I'm afraid, right? Because yeah. if, if I did, there would have to be like an ironclad contract around the types of things that I, that the digital version of me can say versus what he can't say. Because I don't want people like saying, you know, hate speech or anti-Semitic this or whatever, and it's course, me saying yeah. it. Right. Like Frederick said, what? I thought he was a nice guy. Right. I don't even if they later realize that, oh, that was fake. It's still damaging. Right. It still takes some points away. So, yeah, if there was a way to safeguard against some nonsense like that. Yeah. But right now, I don't think so. I don't think but so. knowing that there's no promises in anything and right. that stuff is bound to happen, I'd say no, probably most yeah. likely. What like, about after you? What about after um, you pass away? Nope, it comes down with me to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> what Drake yeah. say? Like bury me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, well, you got to have that in there, right? Because I wonder. You know, this is going to come up in court at some point with everyone putting everything online with. TikTok and streaming and all that, you could easily yeah. build a voice model from most people that are active online, right? So I wonder yeah. if there's going to be a, a case, a court case in the future where someone resurrects someone's voice, right? And uses it I without mean, it's permission. It's happening already. You see like the holograms with Whitney Houston, with Tupac. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. there's so many ethical things around that. It's like, well, yeah. does it go to the family? Is the family just profiting off of that? So I mean, like to make it easier, I just say once you know, your legacy lives on, but like, don't touch it. But I mean, that's just my personal opinion right now. Obviously, if things were to change and there's parameters, like my opinion might change on that. But I just feel like it's so difficult, especially when you're dealing with loss to bring people back from the dead. Um, There's just so many things around that. There might be things that you don't want certain things to come back or from the past to haunt you and mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's just really interesting to see how that carries on um yeah but yeah especially- it would have to be a very interesting situation you overlay metaverse stuff into that too so imagine so let's say this metaverse thing takes off and now there's a whole virtual world and you go in there and you see one of your 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 dead relatives or somebody or abraham lincoln or somebody that looks yeah. photo photorealistic sounds exactly like them uses their same tone and inflection and all that and you're having a conversation with them and they have most of their knowledge because of the network right they have all the knowledge of that person that right that's that's a distinct possibility like in 20 you know say 30 years from now that could become a foregone conclusion we're in 20 only 2022 and we're able to do this cloning of voices and people and faces and all this crazy stuff imagine if if we survive and the entire planet doesn't dry up or something 10 years from now it could just it could be insane and is that a good thing what does that bring with it like like you said with great power and tech comes great responsibility but we as humans are known to mess up anything that (laughs) all of our good stuff we exploit it for profit you know we do a whole bunch of nasty there's always a contingent of humans that are going to look for the cracks you know to kind of exploit things so what do we do when that starts there's always that one person or community that uh either ruins it <laughs> for the rest of the folks but That's right. you know i'm i'm always been very cautious like even though i have a tech channel and i run a tech show it's like i've i don't need the latest and greatest all the time like yeah. i know what works 
with for me personally and it's not like a falsity of like oh in order to be this or successful you need to buy the latest and greatest and you need to spend millions of dollars on it so like even when it comes to technology or like software or hardware i'm always very cautious like i'm i wouldn't say like i'm an early adopter but I'm, I'm cautious because what goes out there and when you're signing contracts in perpetuity and everything like that stuff will affect you for the long run. So yeah. I'm always thinking about what's going to affect in the long run. I'm not looking at short term gains. I'm looking at my long term stuff. So when it comes to especially like AI and, you know, owning parts of me, it's like that is a huge thing to be talking about. It's like bigger than like signing your, your on your first home or your like mm-hmm. licensing a car. Like it's like it's a huge thing. It's like your identity. It's how yeah. I could equate it to like doing the deed with like Ursula from Little Mermaid. Like what <laughs> is it for your voice to steal your actual voice is somebody yeah. else's life. Um, it truly is that scene when she's like turning like folks taking their voice away and putting it into her body it's just something about it it's just will always feel evil in a way to me um but okay here here's a non here's a non-evil hypothetical let's see if this okay if you would throw some hypotheticals at me (laughs) i'm throwing some hypotheticals because i'm i am hypothetical and analogy man okay So you sign contracts with big brands all the time for different projects, right? So what Mm if big brand A comes to you uh, and they say, we want you to do this project, blah, blah, blah. We're going to record over this week. You're going to come to the studios. It's going to be great. However, there's we're not sure what the name of the product is going to be yet. But we the production schedule says we need to have all principal footage and photography done this week. We'll be naming a couple of weeks later. It just worked out that way. Nikki, can we uh, can we voice print you so that when the product comes out, we can just edit so that you're saying the correct product name and they're using Descript or whatever? Would you say yes to that? Would you give them the, the reins to be able to make and puppet Nikki to say whatever the heck they want them, want you to say? Here's how it's going to go down, my friend. You say this is a big brand. You got the money. You have the money to fly me in ADR that in person to get it on. You don't need to rely on this script and audio. But at the end of the day, you're going to give them the power to say, I don't need you at the end of the day you give them the power to be like, I don't need creators anymore. I can just buy out their voice. And that is so (laughs) barbaric to me. Um, No, you can, you have a big budget. You can fly me in the same day. And if I can't, like you fly your team out to me, that's how big brand is. So I mean, flex, flex on that. So you would, (laughs) it's like, you're talking big now because it's hypothetical. But if we're talking, all right, Nick, let's put, let's put a finer point on it. Right. Let's put some skin in the game. If they say, Uh, Nikki, we're going to pay you, I don't know what your rate is, but, you know, $500,000 for this thing. It's going to be, you know, we need you for five days to get it done. It's going to be great. You're going to be distributed all over the world. You're going to be on buses. You're going to be in Times Square. That's the whole deal. But we only have 500K for this and we need to record it this week. But we need you to sign this area in the contract to allow us to voice print you so we can change the product name next week if we want. Would you tell them to pound sand? Would you negotiate? Five. 500k is on the line would you well i could always negotiate i just redlined in perpetuity and making sure that the 
the deadline of being able to renegotiate my contract is in place. So yeah, true. that's my biggest thing for content creators. You see in perpetuity run or at least redline it. And if they're not willing to renegotiate in perpetuity with you, then it's not, it's a bad deal. Um, yeah. So yeah, in that case, 500,000, I would ask for approval before mm -hmm. it goes out. So I, I'm not being like AI to say like some God awful name <laughs> of this project. <laughs> That's right. You know, some like real hate speech, you know? So uh -huh. I would always ask for no, no in perpetuity, a non-exclusive and I have final say at the end. Yeah. You can hit me with that 500 K for that. But yeah. yeah, as long as all the other parameters are in place then yeah, of course. Yeah. But if you're like going to say, you have my voice for 500,000 indefinitely, then yeah, that's the no go. So I would always negotiate. And if it's not in the contract, it can be in the contract. So for creators out there who are like, I'm working with these big brands, I'm afraid if I say no, it's going to slow down the contract, I lose out on an offer, or, you know, I'm negotiating with the mouse or like some bigger brand, like you have every right, you're a person, no one is more important than than you. Um, yeah. So just remember that like if you're playing big with the big leagues like you they are coming to you for a reason they recognize you they recognize what you bring and what they they value so they actually probably at the end of the day would respect you more too to stand up for yourself and realize that you're doing all this work for like a hundred dollars yeah i would i would want you to like speak up and be like no my rate is five thousand an hour you know yeah. so yeah because yeah. nobody wants to like disrespect you but if you don't say anything they're going to continue in a way disrespecting all the other creators that come after who didn't say anything so yeah in a way i take it on as a social responsibility if i don't say anything they're going to continue perpetuating this idea that creators are worth x amount because they don't want to uh, like ruffle feathers with a big corporate brand i'm on the op opposite side robin hood will you please and i'll be like no like this is a really crap deal for both of you um mm -hmm. so miss me with that yeah, yeah, it's so interesting because there's a lot of variables in there too, right? Because depends yeah. on what's happening with you financially at the moment. You may really need that money. It may solve a lot of problems. Um, sure. And there's always that chicken fear, right? Playing chicken with a brand, you know, who's going to turn first? It's like, well, if, if I push back and say no or put parameters around it, I don't want to get that email back that says, Hey Frederick, thanks for thanks for the time and entertaining this, but we've decided to go in a different direction, and that 500k just goes poof, right? And now now you're now you're in a point of weakness. You're like, oh well, I was just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can do yeah. that, you know. So you know, it's, it, yeah. it all depends, right? It's it's my my end of the day was the moral compass of it, right? If like yeah. if I feel like this is me being a hundred percent authentic, true to my integrity, then I saying no or yes to any deal will always be the best deal for me because I can sleep yeah. at night. I have no guilty conscience. I feel like my relationship with money is so different than what it used to be because again, I'm coming from an abundance mindset now, not a scarcity mindset. Like this is the only job for me, or like if there's only one role, like everybody is competition now like the only person i'm competing with is myself and if i didn't get that role it's because it was not meant for me but somebody else taking that role who looks like me does in fact broaden the opportunities for more projects like that to be greenlit so i'm just waiting for my time and i'm sitting pretty like i don't got to force anything again content creation and this whole creator economy it is a marathon not a sprint and yeah. i've been in the game for more than 12 years and i've seen the changes and 
the platforms that we use when folks are so into one platform, it's not about the platform that one day, you know, Periscope, Vine can be taken away. So what do you do now? Apply the same principles, apply the same business tactics, apply the same strategies to everything else in life and you're golden. So it's not about chasing the platform or the thing or the money or whatever. Because again, I do believe that when you are in your purpose and your why and you're creating content that's based on your true selves, the money comes like regardless, yeah. I'll find you. And then when those opportunities do come, it's a no brainer. It's a F yeah. Right. And for me, I've learned that if it's not an F yeah, it's an F no. So if you're feeling like that, you're sitting with the contract, it is not making you feel a hundred percent F yeah, I want to do this, then it's going to be a bad deal at the end of the day. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well said. So when, while I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, Nikki needs to have a course or <laughs> Something where, I mean, I know you're all over the place, right? You're on, you know, Patreon, you're all everywhere, you know, Ama, you're on Amazon shopping and all that, which I want to talk about a little bit. But when, when do we get a course from Nikki that teaches us how to be Nikki's son? It's like you've read my mind or something. I literally have a couple of calls tomorrow to figure out how to get myself going on online course. I think I've been my own stopper to it, my own paralysis should you say because you know i've come from like an imposter syndrome mindset before like there's so many creators out there there's so many xyz like who would want to learn from me or what do i have to offer and the reality is you are your own unique voice and no one will ever be like you so the idea that there's not enough room for me or the or the market is too saturated is just not true. What I've been holding back on is truly being a perfectionist. It's like, yeah. I need to get the best platform. I wanna make sure people get their ROI or return it on investment. I don't wanna be this hack that is putting ads out there saying, oh, you can get a Lamborghini because, you know, trust we've all seen these cheesy salesy like online courses and yeah. that's not what i'm trying to sell here if anything i genuinely love seeing people succeed i love being able to equip people with the tools they need to succeed so that's kind of why i did my amazon shows because i was talking a lot about the gear that you would need and everybody's like how do you utilize it or in your practice i'm like let me show you and they're like well can you give me a link and i was individually sourcing everything but now with amazon and like live selling it's like i'm turning my time on amazon as an educational course i'm not focused on the selling i'm focused on how people can elevate their game to create the content to create their personal channels and elevate them in that way um, and while doing so i'm very fortunate to be in the room with a lot of these product managers developers who actually can change the course of how you edit things um, with the creators themselves and i take that on as a very huge responsibility so i'm in a very unique position that i just have really enjoyed teaching and so i finally like you know what i need to create an online course and yes. maybe start small just like very specific stuff like how to um go live you know mm -hmm. or do, do your first live stream from startup to you know completion how do you do that or how to build a brand because i've all definitely of that. started many yes. brands but i just like how do i put that all in a course like i don't know like i gotta film it i gotta have like 4k image you know i, I just i feel oh, like I because you know nothing about you know nothing about <laughs> filming and cameras and being on camera and audio you have none of those skills right so <laughs> 
you know, it's just like, it's so meta, right? It's like, yeah. how do I talk about how to, you know, light yourself on camera while yeah. doing a record, you know? So it's more like, huh, I, I stop myself. But, you know, I, just talking to you about online courses and communities, Frederick. So yes. um, I'm yeah, inspired. I'm, I'm you. extra inspired, you know? You, yeah, I, you know, I was telling you offline, you, I feel like you have all the, the materials. I want to say raw materials, they're not even raw materials, right? You just, you have all the tools to create a kick-ass community course. And it's almost a responsibility. I know your platform and the people that you're reaching and trying to talk to, they need that. They need a Nikki. They need a place for them to kind of coalesce and exchange ideas and for you to teach them and all that stuff. So you have a, the responsibility is yours. You have to do it. Yeah. If not you, uh, who? And if not I now, know. when? Right? Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> like literally I'm Mindy Kaling's book of like, if not, uh, if, why not me? You know? Yeah. Um, uh huh. You know, and I, it's just one of those things that I feel like I've always again it's sometimes I feel like in this creator world that's why I don't like the word influencer I like I prefer content creator because I think if we're going back to our AI mind of like paint what an influencer looks like to you it's very it has a negative connotation to it it's the whole like let me sell something that I don't believe in for like five figures and just pretend that I live this lifestyle and that's mm -hmm. a kind of like a lot of what people think about influencers um, so it's really hard when you're talking to the general society oh you're an influencer like they say it like with such distaste and mm -hmm. so at the end of the day though it's like i'm a content creator at the end of the day i want to tell stories and find tools that will best help other people tell their stories so if i'm influencing in that way because i've earned my community's trust and i have been able to provide value sure you can call me an influencer in that way but how it is being handled right now as a definition of influencer like we're just some cog in the machine or like put this label on it it's like very low hanging fruit tier label for it i i don't like that yeah. um so that's why it's always been hard to like let me do an online course or do all these things but i realized that i really do have something to say and i really the reason of why i'm doing it it's not ever been for fame lord i'd have like a million subscribers doing other things right now start at of right selling feet yeah. pics but like i don't do that <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like how am i gonna keep this integrity do what i want to do how did your brain then... go to feet pics <laughs> <laughs> well because that's like the huge thing about of right only fans and so yeah. you know it's like i don't know if, I, I don't know in this day day and age where you talk around uh, like how do we get money and the idea is like people just see women creators and like you know if you start in the of you make so much money you know just like just sell feet pics or do something where it doesn't show your face and i'm like that is just so disheartening to me sometimes yeah. i mean yeah great for the people who are making literally 1.4 million dollars a month doing of Ugh, but i don't yeah. think i could ever bring myself to do that like yeah. if it was something where i would be valued equally as much for my tech knowledge that you can pay me 1.4 million dollars a month to like share my knowledge that's where i'm trying to figure out where does like the people's voices that need to be heard, the people who have a story and are doing it like just amazingly, but may not have the following, but you know, they deserve all this stuff. Like where does that come into play at the intersection? That's what I yeah. really want to focus on. And um, it's just hard because like without the shock factor or the viability factor, um, 
it's really hard to feel like you have skin in the game, right? Right. But with social media, and that's why I just really don't focus on the follower count, but um, yeah, it can feel like a numbers game sometimes. And that's why I really focus with working on brands who see past the numbers and realize that there's more than just a number. It's like, can you really reach the audience that you aim to serve? And if so, having a big company back it up does its wonders. Like I know I'm a great host. I just yeah. know I need the opportunity to be in front of like millions of people and to prove myself. Yeah. Um, but in the ways to get there, you know, I don't do viral dances. I don't do OF. I don't do all these other things and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I will like live and breathe and die on my like mission and, I know eventually one day the right person or the right brand will see the value in that. And then I'll never feel like I'm living a lie. So I'm just waiting for that moment. I know our time on earth is short and very precious. So I'm not trying to like, I need to do it by tomorrow. Like this whole thing of like 12 plus years in the media and trying everything there is to learn in media has been a marathon. And I'm just genuinely so happy just to be around people, meeting awesome people like you, Frederick, and just really like the game changers and mind thinkers, the intellectual folks that are really on the cutting edge of technology and wanting to do good with that. So that's my MO. And I don't know, like, you don't got to pay me for that. <laughs> it's the journey, right? I mean, you're talking, it's yeah. it's the journey, not the destination. Like you said, there's a, there's a finite amount of years that we have on earth. And, you know, what what's the finish line? You, the, the finish line is the journey. It's what I remember from school, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? We have those <laughs> food, shelter, clothing, procreate, if that's your thing, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> that's it, yeah. right? Whatever fulfills just, those things, right? Yeah. And, you know, as I get older, I realize, you know, it's it might be fun to just like enjoy life with a partner or, yeah. you know, enjoy certain things, you know. So as I go through um, life and, you know, even like I'm at this age now, too, where like, you know, do I have to consider like freezing my eggs? Like that is an extra step that women who want to be mothers eventually, but maybe not now because they're on their game, like have to think about it's an extra cost. It's not covered by health insurance. It is a perk now for a lot of these big companies like Google, Facebook and Apple to like introduce that as a health benefit for like protecting the woman in the workforce oh, of wow. like not needing to choose between motherhood or their job. Um, so it's just, uh, and it brings another fascination. Like now you see all these like egg freezing clinics now, and it's not taboo to talk about. And that's stuff that we like to talk about on the new podcast that we just started is talking about these things that maybe are not so much taboo, but we don't talk about it enough and it doesn't seem normalized and it should be because, you know, being a mother is a very wonderful thing if that's your um, MO, but also having a career that you have your own voice is also amazing too. And it doesn't mean you have to choose one or the other. How can we have both, you know? Yeah. And as women, especially women in tech, um, I know like in a way society has given me a shelf life of like, I can only be on camera for so long, but I I'm here to stand the test of time to be like, no, I, I hope my knowledge and like my ability to connect with different groups from all different ages and with different technology. Like now I can go podcasting. Like, if you can't see my face, like right, I can, you right. can listen to me, you know, like that will never die. My mind will never die. So 
It's just how do I have longevity in this game? Hey, um, AI, there you go. <laughs> Exactly. It's a full circle. Just take this Nikki, right, and digitize her and voice print her. And when you feel like you've jumped the shark, just uncork this digital Nikki and keep going. <laughs> At the same time, I want to normalize getting older because I love getting older. I don't know. Me it's too. something, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know you and I share this in common, but it's like, you know, I lost my dad. So it's like yeah. he could have done so much more if he wanted to. And I am very grateful for every year that I get older because that's one year that he may have not had and other people don't get a chance. So I actually embrace getting older, yeah. um, even though I like to go on a scavenger hunt every now and then and pick up my white hairs. But <laughs> just shave them all off. Fun. That's what I do. Just get rid of everything. <laughs> my wigs have gotten cheaper and they look amazing. I bought a pair of bangs on Amazon. It's on my Amazon store, by the way. And I just threw it on. I'm like, I don't have to commit to bangs. But this $16 hair piece was like, I, I'm a whole other personality now. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we end, I want to talk about that a little bit. And just for the record, I've been keeping score here. Just for the record, uh -huh. uh, speaking of meandering, you know, the meandering conversation, <laughs> oh, we yeah. started we started with AI, we went to courses, we talked about feet, we talked about freezing eggs and working with brands, and now we're segueing into your Amazon store and the podcast. <laughs> So, I'm sure there was other points in between there. There are other points in there. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, so a lot of people don't know about this Amazon shopping streaming thing that Amazon is doing. What is it and what are you doing with them? Yeah, so Amazon has recently introduced the idea of live selling. So I've actually done a course on live streaming, actually. And so right now, China evaluates live selling at over $30 billion dollars. It's wow. huge. It's it's a huge market. It's not as big in the United States yet, but they're estimating that in a couple of years, it'll be like a $12 billion industry. Live selling has been a way to be like a super nano or micro influencer to sell, you know, brands and products. And at the end of the day, you're making money. You're making um, a lot of money for these companies that they need to buy, especially during Panorama. Everybody was getting things on Amazon, you know, prime two day shipping, don't got to leave the house. Like mm -hmm. you have to think about like where people are going. People are working remotely now. Everybody's just going to buy online. Brick and mortar stores are, might become obsolete. So it, it's smart to know that you've uh, basically fund or give commissions to creators that have a loyal following that will buy things that you're specifically into your niche market and you're selling and you're getting a commission right now i don't believe the commission is quite as fair especially for those of us who are in the camera and technology world like i am like you can w get way more compensation or commission if I were to sell beauty products, but I'm not a beauty influencer. I am right. a tech person. So it's like, how do we figure out, you know, that, but anyways, I got invited to be a part of the Amazon influencer program at the start of this year. And I never want to burn out. So I only commit to one hour a week. So Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I go live. 
uh, every week. And you're supposed to just kind of talk about your favorite products. But what I've learned is I don't like selling in that way. Or I don't like the ickiness of the idea that it's selling. So I've turned it into a one hour educational live stream on the tech products that I use in my daily life. And I try to mm. theme it out as much as possible. Um, I am not one of those live streamers that purchases a whole bunch of stuff on Amazon, reviews it, and then returns it. That's actually kind of like illegal. Um, <laughs> but what I do is like I genuinely talk about the products that I love. So sometimes I actually repeat products. It's not like every week I have a slew of 40 new items to talk about. It's more like, okay, last week I talked about audio. This week I'm going to talk about wireless audio and how you can mic up and hide your mic when you're doing interviews. So it's like bit educational but also if you're looking for something like this to up your game in content creation here's my carousel and it supports me and my channel at no extra cost to you like yeah. with a two percent commission right so i'm yeah, not like getting yeah. a lot but in creating this content i brought on an editor now and so i'm gonna have him help me edit down my hour live streams into specific videos or maybe specific things that I said during my live stream, you know, making it more efficient, more easy. Because really the thought of like doing individual product videos before was very overwhelming to me. I was like, oh my God, I get camera B, gotta get camera A, then it takes mm -hmm. time to edit. Live stream is so amazing because as natural hosts and on-camera hosts um, and one take wonders, mm -hmm. um, you can literally just press record and magic will happen and now it's like well instead of putting an hour out let's edit down that content because it took me one hour to produce this show versus other times it take a whole day to talk about one product to make it so perfect but again live is more authentic it's your personality it's yeah. one and done you start and you finish during that time that is your production schedule is like that one hour or a couple of hours to like you know, set it up on the back end, but you're not there sitting in front of your camera all day, like putting th together these long videos because people are naturally wanting to interact and be live with you. So that's the one thing about being live. I go live, the people in the chat are asking me questions and yeah. I can like play with it, you know, so you don't have to spend your hard earned dollar to like ask me a question about this or you have to get it and return it, go through the hassle of that. Like, so it's been a new adventure for me. This is a live stream journey. Um, Cause I'm not been a doing it for like a year. Has it been like a year or so? Yeah. Been? yeah. It's been about a year. So I started my first live stream, I think December 28th, but like, I would like to say the first of January. Um, and then once a week since then, I've only missed a couple just to, I missed two because I had other things. I was the host for the uh, Disney and Pixar movie turning red. So I got to be their official red carpet host. So that was a Tuesday. I missed that wow. one. And then the second one I missed was when our podcast did our wrap and launch party at the Godfrey Hotel on a Tuesday, which happened to be when we released our podcast is Tuesday morning. So we did our wrap and launch day on that day. And we had Fox reporter Sandra Endo Q&A or moderator Q&A. So those are the two big days that I missed. But it's really for me to be consistent because let's be real. There's so much content creation out there. It's like... How do you be consistent? Like consistency yeah. is so hard. So this was actually a, a test for me. Like, can I stick with something? And let me commit to something that I can commit to. So one hour a week, Tuesdays. Let's see how it goes. And I've seen growth. And so if anything, it has been encouraging to feel like if whatever I decide to put my mind to, like I can do it. I just have to 
stick with it for a little yeah. bit. So that's it. Consistency. Yeah. Consistency and uh, consistency and quality of that. You, know, you can you can do something yeah. and suck at it for a long time. That doesn't get you anywhere. Right? <laughs> you don't want to be consistently bad. No. Yeah, no, no. they'll be consistently bad. <laughs> well, tell me about this podcast too. You know, I love podcasts. So what's what's the deal? Yes. So it's a little different, Frederick. So you mm -hmm. know that I'm a tech person, but there's so many other sides to our beings besides like photography and technology. And Messy Sexy Me is a podcast that was birthed on the rooftop of my co-host Quincy Pham's rooftop and my other co-host Jesse Stafford. We are just three women from three different walks of life. We span differently in age range, ethnicity, and also relationship status. And we were talking very deeply about things and I'm like, I who goes to parties and say, hey, let's unpack all your trauma in this next hour. Like no one goes there. Like when you're like hanging out with your girlfriends, you're going out for a cocktail or you're going out dancing and you're not really unpacking, unpacking certain things like, you know, maybe relationships or maybe it's hard to communicate with your partner about what your needs are or even when it comes to like different things that may be considered taboo like sex and orgasm. So yeah. we from the boardroom to the bedroom, we offer a very unfiltered take on relationships and on like just how we three individually are. So it's very, very different from tech. That's why it's really nice to brand myself like this is my tech side. But for my other sides of what life is to me when it comes to imposter syndrome, when it comes to uh, like, um, what do you manipulation or narcissism or mm -hmm. recognizing these key factors or what we look for when we search your hinge profile or your dating profiles and like our literally our fresh take on what it is and we're real about it we're so unfiltered we will drop f-bombs so if our tagline is literally don't tune if tune in if you're perfect because none of us are. And for those who are parading around to be, this is not the podcast for you. We have like mic bumps. We have like, you know, puffs in our uh, podcast because it's real. We're having a genuine, real conversation. We literally talk about what topic we want to do, whether it's a messy topic or a sexy topic, because definitely we get vulnerable, we get deep, but we're also hilarious and we talk about things that happen during and after all these other things that are considered taboo. So I'm not, I want to ruin it um, for those who might be faint of heart in, in a way. But you can check us out. We're on all major platforms. It's Messy Sexy Me. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Apple Amazon Music and also our website if you don't want to download any app, MessySexyMe.com. But it's a, it's been a very... Honestly, Frederick, like being able to share and speak my truth outside of the tech world has been so cathartic for me. It's like yeah. knowing that what I have to say has value and it has weight. And I don't have to just always be this tech person or I always don't have to be on uh, a camera or a personality. Like just having my now sisters, as I refer to them, is has been really wonderful to just talk about all these other things about my life that I don't normally get to talk to with everyday people. And I hope that listeners listening to this podcast can realize that maybe they have some deep diving and internal work to do themselves and really to live the best life that they possibly can and to ask for what you want and ask for what you need and ask for what you deserve because you absolutely deserve it. So the idea is that we have to 
be held to what society thinks we should be because of X, Y, and Z. Like we're here to dismantle all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we do it in such a way that is so vulnerable, but so hilarious and just so truthful. And I think it's what more people need to hear when it comes to podcasts. But um, yeah, come uh, listen to our corner of, uh, of the world of podcasting. <laughs> Was it messy, sexy me, wherever fine podcasts are found? Yep. I love I love the way you position that of like, if you don't if you don't want to bother with downloading an app, you just want to, you know, sample it, just go over to the <laughs> website and yeah. listen to it there. That's perfect. I love that. What a yeah. good way to position that. Yeah. But I mean, I like what I think what works so much and why we're so able to like from never having started a podcast before to like recording 17 episodes and also throw the launch party of our dreams like in four months like it's a testament to who we each individually are it's not because people know us because of this podcast people know us of us individually as founders and owners of our own multimedia agency our companies our event planning productions and we just happen to vibe so well that we're like let's start a podcast so now it's like everybody's knowing a little bit more about our deeper vulnerable sides which is a little frightening for me which is good though right because normally (laughs) everyone everyone is so myself included we're very one-dimensional online right you only see one side only one side of the prism at any one time is showing and no one knows what's going on behind the scenes i think it's brave i I hate the word brave but i think it's it's smart and and just forward forward thinking to show that other side and like it sounds refreshing to not always be talking about tech. Now you can talk about, hey, these are the things I talk about when I'm not, you know, working for a brand or behind the mic or whatever. You can have that and expose. And I think it adds value, at least from my perspective, I would be more, if I listened to your podcast first, and that was my portal into being introduced to to Nikki's son, and then I found out you, you were streaming on Amazon, Hell yeah, I'm gonna go look over there. Yeah, I'm gonna go check that out and see what she has to say in that side. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna buy your course when that comes out, you know? (laughs) Yes, hold me accountable. Oh, I will. You know I will. You know I will. Uh, that's that's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Where where should people go? Like where where is the uh, the kind of your the Nikki Sun Rome where all roads lead to where people can pick and choose where they want to connect with you at. Choose your adventure. Uh, I yes. Think, yeah. My choose adventure starts at nikkisun.com. Just make sure you spell it correct. I've already said this plenty of times, but it's n i c k i s u n.com. Nikki as a Nikki Minaj. So, and sun as a sun in the sky. So, nikkisun.com. But literally, all my like social links and my portfolio, if you click work with me, um, it kind of unfolds into all my in front and behind productions that I've done that I'm very, very proud of. And so if you want to work with me in any capacity, that is the way in which you can work. And if you're a brand or company looking to partner with me, uh, my email is there as well. And I don't really have like a one size fits all. That's why it's like, shoot me an email first to see what we can do together. And we can work on some creative ideas. So it's a custom kind of work that I do. It's not a one size fits all. So bespoke, but yeah. bespoke. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Nikki son. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. We, we have to do this more frequently than like, what was the last, last time you were on the podcast was like over a year ago, I think. And in that year, yeah. it's probably more than a year in that time, the world has changed a little. Right. So 
Yeah. Next time we talk, we can't be like, we can't be. Next time we do this, we're like, God, you remember when the oceans weren't dried up? You know. I know. <laughs> oh, I guess like the one thing for your viewers that's different is I forgot to mention in the time that we talked and met, I believe. Um, I was just an attendee at NAB show. And this past year, I was NAB show's official spokesperson. What? So, That's right. I, I remember that. I remember seeing your name up there and I had a little tear. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but that's been like years of just, you know, grinding and just wanting to advocate for more women and diversity in the tech space and for it to like come full circle like really meant a lot to me so it's just been like tech has been very kind to me and um i just want to continue paving and knocking down doors and allowing more people like me to be in the space so and thank you for bringing me onto your show frederick truly like it's nice to say that i got to be on your show twice now (laughs) it's not a one and done thing like you'll have to get rid of me you'll never get rid of me (laughs) i love it i love it good i love it hey before we before we leave i got one last geeky thing to throw at you because i need your your opinion on this because you're you're a tech person (laughs) the object of my my you know how you know us nerds we get something and we're like excited about it you know when we first get it especially when it works right this is this thing, which I think I'm going to do a review on it. Tell me you have this. Look at this. What is that? The DJI wireless audio? Yes. Yes. Ah, you do have it. Oh my God. I, I love it. I don't have it, but tell me how you like it. And if DJI is watching, uh, sponsor me. <laughs> Yeah, send her one, DJI. Send this woman this, and yes, I do like it. It is the it is the best mic set that I've owned, and I own the I own the Rode Go Two as well. Um, okay. This thing is beats it on a number of different levels. But yeah, I'm just Ooh, curious. I'm very excited to hear about like the battery life and like any wireless trans. Because uh, I've definitely worked with the wireless Go before. I've worked mm-hmm. with a lot of off brand ones like CK Moba. I work with Ceramonic Blink 500 B2 wireless system on all my live streams actually but um i have not yet to put my hands on the dji but i just like how they're just coming out with so many different things but i do have like their dji osmo action um and i'm like okay so they're going from drones to you know kind of like videos and now audio space so that's very interesting that's very interesting yeah it's good yeah this is another conversation but yeah it is it's it has changed kind of the loadout of my bag so (laughs) in a good way less stuff you know less stuff is better yeah yeah less is more all right well i'll let you go thank you so much nikki uh i appreciate you good luck with everything and yeah yeah this is this is great it's always good chatting with you hopefully we'll meet in person at some point we have never met and shook hands in person at some point we're gonna do that i'm I'm committed to making that happen before 2024 rolls around so it's gonna happen okay we got a year and a couple of months and some change to do that then (laughs) yes yes actually i meant 23 because i feel like we're already so within the next couple of months you and i are shaking hands (laughs) i was like you don't want to see me for another year and a half all right jeez i'm on the long list not the short list i'm just saying it's a long list i'm just saying now (laughs) all right nikki son you take care of yourself and i'll be in touch This is Twitter.